0: Hi, good morning. This is Judith Lay, welcoming you to Manx Radio and to the podcast of this week's edition of At Your Service. Why are so many young people making space in their busy lives to join choirs? What's the important anniversary being marked later this week in Maloo? Where are you going this week to find a little gift for someone special? And which one of his 50 nativity sets has Richard Littledale brought to show us? Well, I'm going to do my best to at least offer some answers to those questions. But first, let's have another Advent hymn. This one from the Iona community. It's full of the reassurance that Jesus, God, come to earth in the form of a newborn baby has come for each one of us no matter what our circumstance cloth for the cradle cradle for the child the child for our every joy and sorrow find him a shawl that's woven by us all to welcome the lord of each tomorrow cloth
1: for the cradle cradle for the child the child for our every joy and sorrow Find him a shawl as woven by us all To welcome the Lord of each tomorrow Darkness and light and all that's by my sight Silence and echo fading Weave into one a welcome for the sun Set earth its own maker serenading Cloth for the cradle, cradle for the child The child for our every joy and sorrow Find him a shawl that's woven by us all To welcome the Lord of each tomorrow Wrinkled with care and those whose brows are fair
2: Searchers of all the ages
1: Weave into one a welcome for the sun The saviour of shepherds and of sages Cloth for the cradle, cradle for the child
3: The child for our every joy and
1: sorrow Find him a shawl that's woven by us all To welcome the Lord
3: of each
0: tomorrow. Cloth, for the, Cloth for the Cradle Words written by John Bell and the late Graham Mall of the Iona community and set to a traditional Scottish melody. At lunchtime today, the final of the BBC Young Chorister of the Year competition will be broadcast on BBC Two and we'll see six young singers from churches and cathedrals around the country, each performing a Christmas carol or song of their choice. The large number of youngsters applying to become BBC Young Chorister of the Year makes it clear that singing in church and cathedral choirs is still very popular with young people from primary school age through to teenagers. With so many other things to do, why do they enjoy singing in a choir? Well, what better way to find out than to ask some choristers? and I did that when the Broughton Boys' Choir were here for a short choir holiday during their autumn half-term. The Broughton Boys' Choir or to give them their correct title, the Choir of the Parish Church of St John the Baptist in Broughton in Lancashire, have been visiting the island for their annual choir school, a mixture of music teaching and relaxation, for well over 50 years, a trip first started and still led by their director of music, John Catterall. The Covid pandemic has inevitably had a serious effect on the choir, interrupting choir practices and services in their own church, as well, of course, as stopping them visiting the island. But this autumn, John and his staff team brought some of their youngest choristers over, the first signs of new growth in the choir and a return, we hope, to the annual Easter visit we so enjoy when the boys sing evensong in a number of the island's churches. Here the boys and John Catterall chat about choir life, their music and their island experience.
4: I joined the choir in about, I think it was August. I joined the choir because... When Mr Catterall came to our school we got a letter home saying that I was I was like fit for the choir and um, we answered the letter and we went to the tryouts day and that's when my beginning of the choir really started. I joined Christmas last year I joined because both my older brothers had been in the choir and my first service was um, Christmas day. Did you really miss
0: your music when we couldn't get to church and meet? Yes I thought that it seemed strange this wide gap and
4: people lost their voices and didn't get an practice because we had to do zoom meetings i sort of lost a bit of interest in the choir but then when we started again i i I re-found my love for the choir we missed the isle of man trip last year because of covid i'm just glad that we're back with the choir now
5: during lockdown we did receive choir newsletters through email but it just it was like a void of nothingness. Really glad to be back. It was definitely difficult, and I feel like most of the boys would agree that the choir is a big part of our social lives. So the fact that we lost that definitely impacted us quite a lot.
0: Are you doing any new music at the moment?
4: Some new music we were given recently by Mr Catterall. Some new Christmas carols to learn. One's called Angels Tell the Christmas Story. That's a very nice one. One's Gold for a Manger Bed and one's candlelight carol, which we are going to learn today.
0: Let's talk about your Isle of Man trip.
4: We've been bowling, we've built rafts, today we're going swimming, and then um, yesterday we went to um, Castle Russian. <laughs> Weirdly, in the toilet there was a plug socket, which I didn't think was around back then. <laughs> Let's just say they made some additional changes to the castle. We're staying at the Hydro Hotel. It's very, very fancy. It's very nice food, nice butter, nice Irish pure butter. I just want to say thank you to those people to uh, providing
0: us food and service. John, it is so lovely to have you back with the choir. A shorter visit, a, a smaller choir. It has
2: been difficult. We've lost quite a number of boys uh, during the course of three years. Uh, we lost quite a number of boys to voice changes, but we also lost some who, uh, following the lockdowns, didn't return to the church, which is very sad, really. We're gradually beginning to replace some of them now. We have 12 boys in the choir stalls, but numbers are rising, and there's some real promise coming through. We try to encourage them to work as a team. In fact, just this morning, I was talking to them. we have a little morning briefing. I was talking to them about working as a team. And, of course, that's why this course is so important, because we get them singing together and playing together and enjoying one another company, And some of them, of course, are away from home for the very first time, so it's a wonderful experience for them to get into this team spirit we are fortunate that we have parents of boys in the choir who are so committed to encourage their boys to commit themselves to the choir. It worries me sometimes when you hear people say oh it's the commitment, I'm not sure our boys could commit themselves. I've got to say that once we get them through the door we have no problems in getting them to commit themselves to being part of our team. You're very strict about the discipline and the learning the music but there's a lot of fun goes with being in the choir isn't there? Oh yes, we've had to work a little bit to get back to our old program of fun events. But in the last few months, the boys have been on Blackpool Pleasure Beach having their fish and chips. What else could you have in Blackpool, of course? We had a mini-golf session followed by fish and chips. We provide as much entertainment and fun for them as possible. And again, this helps them again to get to know one another, to work together as that team. Now, Harry Jones, your head chorister.
5: Yes, I was promoted just before uh, we broke up for summer holidays, which was late July time. And my deputy head has definitely helped me uh, get used to the roles. Um, he's a massive help.
0: Tell me what is the role of a head chorister?
5: Just for services, normal services that we have every Sunday I have to make sure the boys are in line, they've got all their music and uh, everything is set up around the altar and such and for practices giving out music and just making sure that the boys are on their best behaviour.
0: It is quite a bit of responsibility
5: definitely is but I, I would think that um, most people would be able to do it and it does take up a significant portion of my time when I'm at church but I do have to balance a, a friendly aspect and also a disciplinary role um, as I don't want them to lose respect for the team leaders and my deputy head and me but I do not want the, the choir to get too strict because it's supposed to be a place that you can relax and enjoy while singing.
0: The Lord bless you and keep you, John Rutter's blessing sung there by the Broughton Boys Choir. And chatting to them for even just those few minutes, I could sense a real love for their music and for the friendships and teamwork that makes for a happy, harmonious choir. And maybe that's why church and cathedral choirs are still popular with young people. Towards the end of the programme we'll have our usual look at the notice board which is as you'd imagine full of ways to make the most of this very special season but there's one service taking place next Sunday morning that isn't in any way linked to Christmas this is the HMS Racehorse service and it's next Sunday December the 18th at half past 9 in Kirkmaloo this is to commemorate the two hundredth anniversary of the sinking of the HMS racehorse off Langness and the brave deeds of the local men who rushed to the rescue on the fourteenth of december eighteen twenty two. Under dreadful weather conditions, most of the crew were rescued, but five crew and three local men in the last boat drowned and are buried in Maloo graveyard. The three local men left their families penniless. This encouraged Sir William Hillary to write to the UK government asking for a charity to be set up to recompense men lost at sea whilst rescuing naval personnel. The families received annual donations and two years later, the RNLI was established. At next Sunday's service, Brian King, author of the book The Wreck of the HMS Racehorse, will speak and members of the Londu Male Voice Choir will lead the singing of the hymns. The service will last about an hour and will be followed by refreshments and an opportunity to view the display materials and visit the graves. The story of the HMS racehorse will be the subject of a special programme here on Manx Radio in the near future. And now it's time to welcome back author and broadcaster Richard Littledale, a recently retired Baptist minister who's joining us each week during December to share a reflection taken from his book entitled 37 Kings and a Budgerigar. It's a book of daily Advent reflections inspired by his personal collection of nativity sets collected from around the world.
1: Very few of my nativity sets are static paintings. This is not deliberate, I just haven't come across them. One exception is a recent addition from El Salvador. I love the flat style of painting, with solid blocks of pure colour. It reminds me of a picture I painted some years ago. It was a painting in exactly this style, set on a blackboard with an arched top about three feet high. On it were depicted Mary and Joseph, who made their Posada, or journey, around the shops and houses of the neighbourhood where I lived throughout Advent. The Posada tradition originated in Mexico, where a young couple dressed as Mary and Joseph would seek lodgings in different houses on all the nights leading up to Christmas. It seemed to translate well to West London, where I was living at the time, and both family homes and shops opened their doors to my painted Posada. This particular painting is in just the same style, but is much smaller and opens out as a triptych. On the central panel are Mary and Joseph, depicted beneath the bright star which rises above the hills in the distance. Between them is the baby Jesus, who raises his arms as if in cheery greeting to the person who has opened the painting up. In the background, a horse and an ox-kneel, each wearing an expression of mild disdain. It is the figures in the side panels who are of particular interest. Since there are three of them, they could be kings, although none of them wears a crown. It seems unlikely that they are wise men, for none of them holds a gift. However, one of them is clearly a woman. Her face is much more like that of Mary, and she is the only person on the side panels not to sport a beard. She kneels in her bright orange gown, hands clasped together in front of her, and a smart yellow hat balanced on her head. Of course, this is not an accurate description of the story. Shepherds at the time of Christ's birth would have been men, and the wise men were clearly men. However, There are some things more important than accuracy in these nativity depictions, I feel. They are all about engagement with the story, and this particular engagement is one to celebrate. After all, as Mao Tse Tung once said, women hold up half the sky. And surely there must be room for more than just Mary in the nativity scene. I am surprised that amongst 50 nativity sets... This is the only female figure apart from Mary and the angels. Years later, the adult Jesus would change the life of the Apostle Paul for good and for ever. Let's listen to Paul's description of Christ's inclusive kingdom in Galatians chapter 3 verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free. Nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. To write such a thing in the Greco-Roman world, set against the backdrop of Old Testament Judaism, was astonishing. Reading it, I cannot help but feel glad at the presence of the unexpected figure on my triptych. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you today that yours is an inclusive kingdom forgive me for those times when I am not as inclusive as you are in my mind or my heart today I pray for those who go to great lengths to make all feel welcome Amen.
0: Thank you, Richard Littledale. You can see a photograph of the nativity set in Richard's book, 37 Kings and a budgery garb and a place where you might well find the book and lots of other treasures, including some lovely nativity sets on sale, is Church's Bookshop in its little home just inside the side door of St Thomas's Church near the Villa Marina and the Gaiety Theatre, just off the promenade here in Douglas. I popped in there yesterday to get my Christmas cards and in a quiet moment between customers was able to have a chat with manager Andrew Wedgwood-Main. Because this is much more than a bookshop with attractive and original gifts, tree decorations, jewellery, magnets and ceramics and even gift bags as well as really nice cards for Christmas and for all occasions. So, what words of comfort has Andrew got for us struggling shoppers? The first thing I say
3: is we sell things that are positive. They're meant to give positive messages, obviously rooted in our faith. So, if you're looking for something a little bit different, we've got some beautiful mugs and ornaments. We've got loads of cards, but all of our cards come with um, a Bible verse inside. So, you know that you're you're sending that card, but you're also sending something a little bit more. We try and make sure we have something for everyone. So, some of the cards are more clear in their Christian message, messaging others might be a little bit more subtle to send to those people in your life maybe who you want to send them something with a bit of the real christmas message on but you don't want to overwhelm them with it maybe they're not churchgoers themselves and that's a way of being respectful and and yeah we try and have a really wide range from the individual cards more sort of special one-off cards to the big packs if you are someone who likes just sending cards to everyone
0: now, whilst you were serving a customer a moment ago, I was just looking at the things that you have for children. You've got some lovely nativity sets. It's all in a box. It's a book with, with little figures. And these are quite different, aren't they? Yeah, I really can't stress enough how
3: good the the stuff coming out of Christian publishers and Christian artists right now is. We've got some lovely, colourful, bright children's nativity sets. As you say, coming with the Christmas story, able to explore it more deeply. It's now well made. It's it's well designed and something that kids can really enjoy and help them explore the the Christmas
0: story. I'm looking now at a couple of of nativity sets that you have I would think that these would be the kind of thing that you would put away, bring out year on year and that as the children grow up it would be something that they would treasure that would be part of their Christmas memories.
3: Absolutely I I love selling nativity sets we have a a range in from the more traditional to the, the children's ones that you've spotted even our more unusual Kenyan one made with banana leaf. We've only got one left of those this year and they come direct from the artist in Kenya. I mean I've got two or three nativity sets back home and um, I've always struggled not to add a fourth.
0: Yeah, thanks to your expert salesmanship. I've got a strong feeling that the banana leaf one is coming home with me this year. But (laughs) let's just move on. Books are at the core of what you do. Are there a good range of of new titles for people who don't want anything too heavy? Absolutely. I mean, books is why
3: I'm in this job. You know, we believe here at Churches Books that, that Christian books in particular change lives and that reading is one of the best things you can do to help broaden your mind, to grow empathy, to understand others and also to understand yourself more. And so, we stock a wide range of books from the more academic titles, if that's more your event, to the more light reads, fiction, poetry, whatever level of reading you're at, whether you want to do something quick to read on your commute, something to read in the bath, or something you really want to get in and study. I really encourage people to come and make the most of the opportunity to get these Christian books here on the high street in Douglas at a time when many high streets don't have a Christian bookshop anymore. And I I really believe we've got some stuff in here for everyone. And if you were to come in, we'd be able to find the right book for you to really help you take another step, explore something new in faith,
0: expand your mind and hopefully also just enjoy it You're open every day from 11 until 5, every day except Sunday, so six days a week to come shopping, there is always a warm welcome, so come along Church's Bookshop and if all else fails, you do gift vouchers don't you? We do, we have gift vouchers basically any
3: any amount you want you can also call us if you want to yeah, if people can't come in, we have people who call us up for their Christmas cards, you can call us on 6 621593, email churchesbookshop at gmail.com, or send us a message on Facebook, and we will do our best to get stuff to you anywhere on the island. We really want to, to serve the Christian community here, and so if there's any way we can do that further, just get in contact with us. And call us on six two one five nine three, email churchesbookshop at gmail.com, or send us a message on
0: Facebook. Thank you, Andrew, manager of Churches Bookshop. And did I buy that nativity set? Well, just between the two of us, I did. It's very beautiful, but there are others still on display in the shop, all different, all very special. And now let's take a look at another packed notice board and we start with things happening today. Bride Sunday School have their Christmas nativity this afternoon at half past two and there's no service at Abbeyland's Chapel this afternoon. Instead, they'll be joining with Union Mills Chapel for a service with the choir, Musicale, and that service at Union Mills Chapel is this afternoon at a quarter to three. This afternoon at three o'clock, you're invited to the Cathedral in Peel for their traditional and very popular festival of nine lessons and carols with choir and choristers. Port St Mary Methodist Church will host the RNLI carol service this afternoon and that also is at three o'clock. St Stephen's Church on the Selby Strait invite you to their carol service this afternoon again at three o'clock. There'll be traditional carols, a selection of readings and music from Show Slant who will not only play during the service but will be in the hall afterwards where you can enjoy some seasonal refreshments and a seasonal sing-along too. At five o'clock this afternoon, there's a service of lessons and carols in the Parish Church in St. John's. Then this evening, Manx Voices will be in concert in St. George's Church here in Douglas. Their Christmas concert is called Music of the Americas and will feature not only the choir, but piano and organ music from Graham Kirkland. The concert in St George's tonight starts at half past seven and tickets for adults are £7, but just £1 for all accompanied school-aged children. Moving into the week ahead now, and the Rotary Club of Ramsey Community Carol Service will be in St Paul's Church in Ramsey on Tuesday the 13th at half past seven. As well as carol singing, it will include music from the Doon School Choir. It'll be followed by hot drinks and mince pies and a retiring collection for the Ramsey Lifeboat. Also on Tuesday the 13th, the Cool Methodist Chapel have their candlelight carol service at 7pm and there'll be special items by the Young People and by Christine Bragazzi. A shorter lunchtime carol service will be held the following day, Wednesday the 14th, in the cool Methodist Chapel at a quarter past one, with members of the Balakotia Business Park taking part in the service. And there'll be refreshments too, so this is ideal if you're coming in your lunch break and need to get straight back to work in the afternoon. On Wednesday the 14th at half past seven, it's time for carols, candles and cake in St Peter's Church in Craigneish. Thursday the 15th, Port Erin Commissioner's Carol Service is in St. Catherine's Church in Port Erin. Russian Silver Band will provide the music and the service starts at 7pm. Also on Thursday night, it's Christmas Live here in Douglas, a spectacular open-air retelling of the Christmas story with actors, real animals, dancers and lots of carol singing. There's something for everyone to enjoy here. It's at half past six in Villiers Square opposite the 1886 bar. It's completely free, but you do need to get a ticket in order to control numbers and keep everybody safe and comfortable. Just go to the website Christmaslive.im. And Christmas Live is all one word. And you'll be able to order your tickets very simply there, Christmaslive.im. Laxey and Lonnan Community Choir invite you to their Christmas concert on Friday the 16th of December at 7pm in Laxey Working Men's Institute. There'll be community Christmas carols with special guests the Laxey Bellringers and Nicola O'Connor. Hot drinks and mince pies will be served afterwards and whilst admission is free there'll be a bucket collection in aid of the Lonnan and Laxey Anti-Cancer Association. Off to Balaf now, and also this Friday evening, there'll be a village nativity at half past six in Balaf Parish Church. Children will act out the story, the Balaf pop-up choir will be there, and Father Christmas might call in as well. Looking ahead to next Sunday the 18th, I've got details of no less than 20 carol services on that one day. And as you might imagine, it would just be too confusing if I were to try to give you all that information now. So tonight on Sundown, when we take our look at the notice board at a quarter past 10 and again at a quarter past 11, full details of all those carol and nativity services will be there. But that's all that we have time for now. I'll be back tonight at nine o'clock with Sundown, easy listening music to round off your weekend, and I'd love you to join me if you can. Do please email me if you've got items for the notice board, judithlay at manxradio.com. So, till whenever we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for listening, and I wish you and those you love a blessed and peaceful Advent week and a very good morning.